The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This one going to be focused on back to school. So uh, I want to hear from you, Chad Nation, if you're a teacher, if you're a parent, what your concerns are and where where your head is at with the idea of sending kids back to school. They're kind of largely seen as the guinea pigs right now uh, being sent back to school and during COVID-19 and not a whole lot of people are certain about what's going to happen. So I want to get to your, your text and your comments uh, in just a few minutes. But first, uh, we'll, we'll introduce our next guest uh, or my next guest. Uh, she's the communications manager for St. Albert Public Schools. Uh, Paula Power joins me now. Paula, good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon, Kelsey. <laughs> I'm so used to doing a morning show. It's so ingrained. <laughs> so good afternoon. Thank you for joining me and making the time time. Uh, of course, St. Albert Public Schools welcomed uh, 9,000 students to return to in-school classes yesterday. Uh, give me the rundown, Paula, on what it looks like for them going back. What's the, I don't want to say new normal because I've said that 10,000 times <laughs> over the last few months, but what what does it look like under the near normal circumstances? Um, you know, we, we've gone back under a staggered entry, and I think that's made a world of difference. Um, our teachers were able to, our teachers, our schools were able to welcome students back in small groups starting yesterday. So yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we'll have about a third of the kids in each day. Huh. And it's been an amazing couple of days so far. Um, it's given really the, the teachers an opportunity to get to know their kids, go through the new procedures, the new rules. Um, all those kinds of things uh, on a much smaller scale. And so it's not so overwhelming for either the teachers or for the students. Um, so it's, it's been an amazing couple of days. Awesome. Well, good to hear so far that the feedback yeah. from, at least from your perspective, is, is positive uh, yeah. so far. W when it comes to, you know, kind of enforcing these new measures for students, obviously there's safety protocols in place. So what do those look like right now? Um, you know, I asked a few of the principals, and I was out at a couple of the schools yesterday um, to see how things were going. And, uh, you know, they've all said that the students have been amazing at following the safety protocols. They're all, you know, wearing masks, and they're following the rules, and they're following the rules outside in the playground and such. So um, parents are being very respectful um, of everything. So it's it's so far so good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, let's hope that it stays that way for as long as possible. I mean, if if a child does develop COVID-19 symptoms, what happens? So Alberta Health Services has a uh, has a, a guidelines or requirements that we are required to follow if um, if there is a, co a, a case of COVID um, uh, identified in a school. So uh, we just follow their procedures, and basically they will notify us if they if they become aware of a, of a case. And um, we, you know, it depends on um, how, what level of schooling is that, how the cohorting has worked, um, how many people they think may have come in contact with that person. Um, all those kinds of things are factored in when they make their decision about whether we um, send those kids in that the kids in that class home for a week or two, or whether we send we close the school down for a week or two, and everybody takes those 14 days off. Um, really, we rely on their expertise when it comes to that, those kinds of things. 
So kind of a wait and see approach, which of course is not a situation that anyone really wants to be in. Um, but here we are. Um, what are the what are the concerns then, Paula? What are the concerns? Um, first of all, let's just start from with parents. What what are some of the things that you're hearing from them? Well, we, like many other districts, have offered parents um, the option of doing online learning for their stu- for their children, um, and that's for stu- for families who are just more comfortable um, having their children stay at home. So, um, so that's alleviated some of the concerns that some parents and some families have. Um, but really, you know, parents are, of course, of course, the number one concern is safety, the health and safety of their children, um, and what what we what measures we are taking. Um, and over the summer, as we've kind of outlined the measures that we're taking and, and giving details on all those kinds of things, parents have, um, you know, the more information you provide them, the, the, um, the more um, anxiety um, is alleviated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's the number one concern, of course, is their children's health and well-being. Um, you know, they want to make sure that we have measures in place if... if, if the issue is going to be not so much kids getting COVID, but kids getting other colds and flus and things, and having to stay at home um, while they are while they recover from that, and perhaps get tested for COVID and all those kinds of things. So um, there's a great deal of uncertainty about how that's going to look in parents' minds if their kids have to miss 10 days of school because they're isolating because they have a cold, or somebody in their family has a cold or something. So we're trying to. Um, you know, alleviate parents' concerns in that regard too, and and put plans in place so that when children are homesick, we're still they're still able to keep up with their schoolwork and um, connect with their teachers and those kinds of things. Yeah, and then you know, the parents having to deal with some sort of childcare or staying home with a student, leaving mm-hmm. work. What does that look like? A lot of questions, I think, and uncertainty regarding that. Um, yes. I know there's been lots of conversation about this hybrid model that most schools are adopting, and I think there's a big concern um, in some smaller school districts, rural areas especially. You know, the idea of some students opting to uh, to learn online and, and remotely, and with with that, you know, having some classes then be crammed in together, is that the the issue that St. Albert Public is facing as well? Or is uh, some students opting to learn online, actually reducing classes, class sizes? It really depends on the makeup of the school and the makeup of the grade levels of any particular school. I mean, we only have so many teachers and that hasn't, that doesn't really change um, because it, they're, it's based on, you know, dollars and student counts and those kinds of things. So whether, so in some cases, um, you know, if there's a few kids in a class who, um, at each school who choose online learning, we have one teacher dealing with, um, or teaching those kids from, say, three or four different schools, perhaps, right? So in one of those schools, the class size could go down a bit. Now, if we see a a situation where there are several kids coming out of a classroom, um, and then we might have to start combining classes or doing split grades or something like that. Um, and so then, then the class size really isn't affected. It doesn't really go down in, in that case. So it really depends on the makeup of the of the school and the classes as it stands. Okay. Okay. I appreciate clarifying that. When it comes to concerns from teachers, Paula, what's what are you hearing from from that group? 
Well, and they too, like everybody else, you know, are focused on health and safety, not only for themselves, but for their families um, and for their students uh, and their colleagues. So everybody, you know, when I know it's a bit of a cliche to say that everybody's in this together, but we are really are in this together. So it's in everybody's best interest um, to work together on this. And our teachers have been amazing. You know, I'm sure there were many anxieties coming into yesterday uh, from families, from students, from parents, from teachers. Um, we certainly had, uh, uh, you know, some trepidation coming into into the start of the school year. But one thing I did hear from um, one of the assistant principals yesterday is, you know, as soon as kind of things got going again um, yesterday, people got in the groove and the teachers felt like, oh, we are back to doing what we love to do, what we are meant to do. And it feels so good to be back doing what we love to do. So, you know, I think once those initial jitters kind of got worked out a little bit and, and teachers saw how things were working and, and such that it just, there's a sense of, of, um, of, of rightness about what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. that they're back doing what they should be doing. So, you know, they've really missed their kids. They've missed ha- seeing them in person. They've missed being in their classrooms with them. So um, the, the teachers have uh, are really, really excited to be welcoming students back. I'm glad to hear that perspective because we talk so much about, you know, the uncertainty and the anxiety that we're all feeling and yeah. everything being so unprecedented. And so it's nice to hear that side of it, you know, that there's a bit of relief to just kind of get back to, you know, what what it is that we do, whether that's teach or, or show up as a student. You know, we all kind of are itching, I think, to get back to what feels sort of normal. And so it's nice to hear that there's that, that sense of positivity amongst teachers. There is. And, and amongst students, too. The students um, are excited to be back, right? Of course. The, you know, the ones that um, have chosen to stay and do online learning um, for a myriad reasons, you know, are... Are, are have chosen that and, and they're good with that um, but the ones who've chosen to come back um, are really excited to be back with their teachers and their friends and and those kinds of things I'm I'm curious about you know what we can anticipate from students and their behavior towards one another you know I think every student is sort of coming from you know maybe they're coming from a home a home environment where you know someone doesn't really necessarily want to follow the the health and safety protocols or you know I feel like they're they're all kind of sharing the perspectives of the environments that they're coming from so I'm interested you know your your idea of how students are going to be interacting with each other if maybe some are not necessarily wanting to follow the rules or if some do you know what I mean like some students I think may be following them and some and some may choose not to do you anticipate that that could be a problem um you know it may be an issue um I, I do think that um um you know the the younger students tend to um to follow the rules of the school fairly well and and to listen to their teachers and and sometimes kids are the best um police uh, of other kids too right uh, you know like if if uh, a student is in a situ- if there's a group of students in a situation where they're required to wear masks and somebody doesn't have their mask on I, i'm pretty sure those students are going to say you know why don't you have a mask on um so you know we may run into some of that but we'll deal with that on a case like it's like any other um behavior issue really is that the school would encounter and we would deal with those on an individual basis with those students Uh 
I'm curious to get your thoughts on um, on this text. Someone saying, um, you know, I'm not trying to be negative on teachers here, but we've had people working in grocery stores and uh, in, in essential services that never got six to seven months to make a plan to go back to work. We've all had to wing it, even with our anxieties. What, what do you say to that when, when it comes to teachers being vocal about their concerns? Oh, well, I think there's a lot. There have been, as we all know, there have been many heroes through all of this. Like you said, the grocery store workers and first, you know, healthcare workers and such, um, you know, and teachers, teachers are like everybody else, right? I mean, but we're dealing with, with um, you know, the most precious things, which are children. Um, so, you know, I think teachers aren't the only ones who are concerned about children going back to school. I think they're, you know, as society in general is worried about what this is going to look like and how this is going to work. And, and the problem is it's so unknown. As you said, we, we, you know, we've never been through anything like this before. So we don't, we don't know what one month or two months or three months down the road is going to look like. Um, so, you know, I think it's right to, um, to, for everybody to be, um, to be concerned about it but um you know we do feel like we have a, a good plan in place and we do feel like our staff are in a good place with it and um then our families seem to be supportive of us and stuff so you know we we forge ahead yeah it's kind of the only thing that we all can do right, right? now right <laughs> exactly. yeah and hopefully hopefully with a you know a bit of a sense of community and you know you you said too even though it may be it may have been said several times before you know we are all in this together and hopefully if we can kind of proceed with that mindset we'll we'll be okay um so yeah. let's hope i mean we're lucky in saying albert we're a, a we're a city but we're we're very much a community feel um and we've we've always had really good support from our community out here and I mean I'm, I'm sure other cities and towns are, are enjoy the same kind of um, um, relationship with their community and stuff so um, you know our parents have been very good awesome okay Paula thanks so much for making the time I really appreciate it no problem take care so Paula Power is the communications manager for St. Albert Public Schools. And yeah, they went back yesterday, sending approximately 9,000 students uh, back under this near normal scenario. I don't want to say new normal because we've said it too many times. Um, so safety pro protocols, you know, mean uh, hand sanitizer um, and uh, lots of different distancing measures whenever they can adhere to them. Um, so uh, just to reiterate what, what Paula said, if students arrive at school with symptoms of COVID-19, uh, they'll be isolated immediately. Their parents are going to be required to pick them up immediately. Um, and there's going to be directional signage for safer traffic flow all over the school. Interested to see what that kind of looks like. Um, desks and workspaces uh, have been moved as far apart as possible. Um, soft furnishings and um, things that can't be wiped down and sanitized are going to be removed. Um, and things like that, all the kind of the little details that maybe aren't super top of mind uh, they're taking into account to make it as safe as possible um curious to hear your thoughts uh, this text from neil says uh you know with respect to masks just because students can remove masks while seated facing forward teachers in schools will still have discretion he says um with the quarter system our classes are three hours long students will be wearing masks in my class anytime they're up when they're on breaks when they're doing labs etc i've also asked that they keep them on the majority of the time while seated only removing them periodically for short breaks within 
within that three hours. He says, yes, we're going to see outbreaks. The bar isn't set at whether or not we'll have outbreaks, but rather how many. He says, as Dr. Hinshaw has already said, we expect school transmission will mirror community transmission. As long as it doesn't increase existing community transmi- transmission, then we're doing okay. So let's just be patient and hold on. Nobody knows exactly how this is going to go. So let's just all kind of do our very best to make sure that it's as safe as possible for everyone.